Welcome to the Success Journey Show. Let's travel together through the lives of individuals on the road to success. Hey, what's going on, travelers? It is Ricky Venters and Marlon Madden, and we're back with you for another week of the Success Journey Show. Welcome, 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 one and all. Marlon, what's good, bro? How you doing? Man, I'm living the dream. You know how I always say, I'm living the dream, brother. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Living. <laughs> Hopefully, it's a yeah. good dream, man. Oh, it's a dream. It's a, it, it, like I always say, I'm living the dream or somebody else's nightmare. Yeah, here we go. So, <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? Hey, it depends. It depends on what perspective you take. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you, man. So, what's been going on in your world, man? Oh, man. You know, uh, G20 million classified. I really can't disclose that to you guys you know where i work but uh yeah no nothing really man it's still just you know unpacking is a grand task i'm gonna tell you the more you move you never really realize how much you accumulate Mm -hmm. and when you start unpacking those boxes especially being in the military when we unpack because we don't even have to pack up the boxes because they pack it for you and they itemize it so the there's just a whole bunch of boxes stacked in my garage and I'm just packing and it's like a never ending cycle, man. I'm just going back in, taking another box, going in, taking another box. And then you're wondering, where am I going to put all this? You know? So um, (laughs) that's my life right now. (laughs) Oh man, man, man. Well, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm not you. I'm not, I'm happy. I'm not living that dream. (laughs) Happy about it. Yeah, man. I've been chilling, man. I am. um, What's been going on? Just, Oh, this this busyness, man. I I um my my kids, they are full fledged in their activities. Um, I know this past week we were supposed to get together, and we and you know ended up not getting together. So I was thinking, oh, okay, well, you know, what am I gonna do? You know, I asked myself that question. What what am I gonna do on this day? That I was gonna do. I was gonna plan to do something, but we end up not doing it. What am I gonna do with myself? Maybe oh, maybe I have a free day. Yeah, that was short lived. Uh, <laughs> soon after I, 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 um, get put on notice that one of my sons needed to be two hours away, uh, on Sunday to practice. He's part of a drum corps. And, um, yeah, so he, we were there for five hours on Sunday, uh, two hours away from here. So pretty much spent a good nine hours, uh, out on the road and out and about. Uh, it was good. You know, he had a great time. So, you know, do whatever we do, whatever I can to keep putting them in good environments and giving them exposure to stuff. But yeah, it definitely was not expected um, <laughs> for that day. So, but hey, it is what it is, man. Just be grateful that we have the opportunity to do it. Give them that exposure, put them in those op- uh, those um those places where they can thrive. So excited about it. Excited about it. But Marlon, man, before All we bring right. on, b- before we bring on our guests, man, why don't you just share a little bit of things that um our listeners can do. Tell them, talk about some change up twos, man, with platforms that we are. Yes. Using. I'm definitely going to talk to him about that. Hey, I know everyone we had, you know, we found this great platform Podcoin, and we had be brought by the analytics, by what I was checking. We brought 67% of our listeners over to that platform. That platform was a great platform because it was just like Bitcoin or whatever you gain coins by the more, you listen and they got money and they could redeem that by buying a car or using it to buy a car. It depends on how much time they spend on the app. 
And unfortunately, the app had to close down. So most of our listeners over there, they didn't forewarn anybody. They didn't tell anybody that they're closing down. So I hopefully if these guys are hearing this or you're hearing this and you know somebody that's listening to our show and they went over to that app, that they'll travel back either back um, to Google or or Apple or Spotify or whatever platform they listen. Those other platforms are there, but just the podcorn is not there. If you're trying to contact us, uh, the successjourneyshow.com. That's our website. Also, the success journey podcast at gmail.com. You could definitely drop us a line there. Let us know some intricacies that you'd like to see or just basically some stuff that you would like to hear um, from our from our guests. Or if you'd like a guest to reoccur on our show to enlighten you on something that they were talking about. Um, hey, I'm not going to hold you too long because hey, we have a special guest for you guys tonight. Yeah, 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 indeed. We have a special guest and he comes from our hometown. You know, it's funny, you know, it's not too often that you call someone that has the same area code as you do, um, especially with the area code that we have. And uh, so when I was dialing, I was like, oh, shoot, man, it's been a long time since I dialed this area code. If I'm not calling, you know, my family or something like that, you know. So um, we're bringing a brother to you that's going to share his experience, his journey and it's none other than Torrance Harvey. Torrance, thanks for joining us today. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It's an yeah. honor and a, and a privilege. Absolutely, hey, man. And listeners, listen, Torrance is not just um, somebody that we're going to be, you know, just like we do with the other ones that's saying, hey, this is what my journey is. He's actually the mayor um, of Newburgh, correct? Yes, the mayor of Newburgh, New York. <laughs> there you go. And if you don't know, Newburgh used to be the capital of New York. Yes, so, right. So, 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 it's an honor and a privilege. Um, you know, uh, Torres, would you go ahead and just tell us a little bit about yourself? So, uh, so I was born and raised in Poughkeepsie, New York, which is uh, probably a half an hour north of, of Newburgh, and. Um, Went to school there, then eventually um, became, uh, I'm I'm the youngest of eight. I have a twin brother. Um, My twin brother and I used to dance on a national television show in the late 80s called Club MTV in downtown Julie Brown. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, we were the twins, the twins, so I'm a twin. And uh, we used to do TV commercials and uh, I did an AC after school special for Oprah when I was a teenager. Mm. Um, you know, uh, got got into film, television, off Broadway, theater stuff, and then um, and then at nineteen, uh, my family became homeless when my parents uh, split up, mm. Mm. and and so I have finished high school. My twin brother and I used to sleep in a van. Uh, for about six months to close to a year. And um and then we we, we met a pastor in Newburgh. Uh he he was actually uh we were waiters at a at a holiday inn uh in Fishkill, New York mm-hmm. and uh and at a restaurant in a holiday inn. So it was a restaurant inside a holiday inn in Fishkill, New York. And uh the pastor was there doing wedding plans for his oldest daughter had just finished uh georgetown law school and uh we were his his waiter and um and so i was his waiter and 
He invited us to his church in Newburgh. And uh, he didn't know we were homeless at the time. And just through conversation and, and visiting the church, eventually we shared that with the pastor. And um, and that's how, how my family moved to Newburgh, New York, about 28 years ago. So it was 1991. And uh, we we moved to Newburgh, New York. After doing television, doing the commercials, and you know, Star Search, Club and TV, doing all this wonderful, Star great wow. entertainment work. Yeah, man, we finalist uh, <laughs> on Star Search. Yeah, so we going back. It's a throwback. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's before the Voice. That's before all that stuff. These yeah. kids don't even know about don't that. Don't know about that, man. <laughs> exactly. That's before you know. America's Got Talent. Talent. Oh, yeah. American Idol, yeah, it was Star Search back in the in the in the eighties and nineties, and uh, so yeah, so so when we we moved to Newburgh in nineteen ninety one, the pastor said to my twin brother and I, "You guys are the youngest of of, of your uh, siblings, and um, you guys need to be in somebody's college." So he assigned one of the deacons to be our mentor. And our mentor uh, was a graduate of Morehouse College. Mm-hmm. His name was Larry D. Lindsay. And Larry helped my twin brother and I get into a special program called the HEOP program, which is the Higher Education Opportunity Program for students who are low income and or first time uh, or first generation college students. Mm. And And so... We got into that program at Mount St. Mary College. And uh, because of this mentor being a graduate of Morehouse College, my twin brother and I decided that we wanted to go to Morehouse College in Atlanta mm-hmm. and get our degrees. So after two years at the Catholic school here in Newburgh, uh, we transferred to Morehouse College. And, mm-hmm. um, and so, you know, we did really well. At Mount St. Mary College, Dean's List every semester, study abroad in London, mm. England, you know, and then eventually transfer to Morehouse College, which is a small private college uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, where Martin Luther King Jr. graduated in 1948, Spike Lee graduated in 1979, Correct. Samuel L. Jackson graduated from Morehouse College in 69. All male HBCU, historically black college and university. And uh, that's where my twin brother and I end up getting our college degree mm. um, from Morehouse College in 1997. And, uh, and then we came back to Newburgh. Mm. I worked a little bit in trouble youth facility and still was doing theater, film and television in New York City. And then uh, I went off to Chicago for a year at the theater school for DePaul University, studying a, a master's degree program for acting for a year. Mm. Um, had a, gr- a good experience, but, you know, um, decided to come back home and uh, got into teaching. And I began my teaching career at the high school here in Newburgh. This is my 21st school year. And, um, after teaching for a number of years, um, I decided to join the city council. Uh, 2015, I ran as a city councilman, got elected as a city councilman in the city government at large. 
And then uh, two years into my fourth year term, the mayor uh, at that time, Judy Kennedy, got terminally ill. And she asked me to finish her term as mayor. I was unanimously appointed. Wow. In April, yeah, by the city council, uh, 2018. And then uh, I had to go for a special election last fall, and I won. Wow. To finish the extra, you know, the one more year she had for 2019, and I'm up for re-election now. So that's the short version. <laughs> oh man! Hey, hey! That the I, I hope the listeners were listening because there's a lot to unpack, right, Rick? Oh yeah, so much to unpack. Also, want to insert in there before we go too far. Morehouse has also been in the news as of late in terms of um, the donation that Robert Smith. Uh, the billionaire Robert Smith had provided oh, yeah. to the university yeah. to pay off yeah. all the student loans of the graduates of last year, of this year, 20 of 2019. Yeah. 2018. Yep. Yep. The graduates of 2018. Yep. And, I don't know if you heard. And then pay off the parents is, loans as yes. well. Yes. Yeah. He's paying off the parents. Yeah. That, 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 oh, that's he paid off the parents. Oh, I didn't know. That. Correct. Yeah, yes. That parents. just came out probably like last week. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Wow. Oh, so, I'm, I'm, my bad. It was uh, the graduates of 2019. Yeah, 2019. That happened this past May. Yep, 2019. Yeah, 2019 graduates. Yeah. Yep, yep. Man, I wish I wish he had been 20 years earlier. <laughs> 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 He'd have been dead for yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. man. Don't, aren't we all saying that? <laughs> yeah. So that was, that's amazing, man. When, we, when it happened... So many of my colleagues uh, on the city council and in the school district knew, you know, that I was a uh, that I am a, an alum of Morehouse College. Everybody was calling me, tagging me, you know, you know, doing the whole live feed. You know, even the alumni office was sending me messages. You got to look at this. You know, it was because it was uh, live on on different uh, news channels and correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man, that that was what what, what uh, Mr. Smith did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, the billion, hes a billionaire from yeah. the computer computer uh, software uh, company, computer science world. Yep, absolutely. And, um, absolutely. What he did for the Morehouse brothers that uh, finished this past May, and for the parents, man, it's like a miracle. You, like you don't really hear that stuff happening, especially in the, in the black community or for the black uh, community. Um, you know, Oprah has done some things like that, you know, and, uh, but you don't hear very often. No, not Correct. at all, man. But Correct. yeah, I, I didn't mean to derail us from the story, but I just wanted to put that plug in there real quick to show the, the association for those that don't know who, what Morehouse is or where Morehouse is or anything about it. There's that mm-hmm. quick, um, recent news that happened at that place and, how uh, instrumental it is yeah, to man. set the it, lives up for it, individuals. It's a very important plug. It yeah. really is. And and when you look at my journey, you know, um, being homeless at 19 as a teenager, mm-hmm. you know, that was the coming of age for me. You know, my mm-hmm. brother, my twin brother and I and my siblings, you know, we thought we were living a good life when our parents were together. Mm-hmm. You know, when my dad decided he had raised us all, eight of us, and you know, um, I was the youngest and my twin brother, he was number seven. I'm number eight. 
you know, you guys got out of high school, you, you're 19 years old. I'm, I'm going to go live my life. You go have a, have a nice life. And he, and he bounced, you know, um, that was, that was a scary time for us. It was a major transition for me and my journey. Um, I feel like now when I reflect on it, it was the coming of age for me. Mm. Uh, and you know, God put two important, uh, African-American men in my life. Reverend Saul Williams, who was the pastor that introduced me to Christ, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and the deacon, uh, the deacon, Larry G. Lindsay, the two of them worked very closely with my twin brother and I. And, you know, I remember saying to my, my, my pastor at that time, cause they're both men I have deceased. Mm-hmm. Reverend Saul Williams and, uh, Larry D. Lindsay have, have both deceased. And, um, years ago they used to say, man, we, we, we just know you're going to do great things. God is calling you to, to reach higher heights than you can even imagine. And, and, and back then, you know, in the, in the early 1990s, we didn't know what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm in this position as the mayor of the city of, of Newburgh, I'm starting to see what, 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 what they had envisioned and seen in me before I saw it in myself and in my brother, you know, um, it was, you know, it was crazy. It was, it was a blessing, you know, to meet those guys. And each one of them said to me, you know, before they took their last breath, you know, pay it forward. You know, what we, what we did for you and your brother, your twin brother, with encouraging you guys, supporting you guys, making sure you went to a higher level of education to get college degrees. They said, pay it forward, do it, you know, do something for someone else that may be in, in a major struggle and a major turning point in their lives. And, uh, that's how I've lived my life, you know, just really, um, being in a position to serve others, be the voice for the voiceless and to speak up for those who have been marginalized for, for generations, you know, there's go, go ahead, Rick. Uh, well, all right. So, I feel like like some parts of me want to jump to now, and then some parts yeah. want to go to the to to to, to the to, to the latter, you know, because it, it both complements each other. But I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you, what you guys do? You think it was a blessing in disguise? The the homelessness, and I know when you're going through those, a lot of times when you're going through the fire, you 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 feel the heat, and you're saying, man, this is the hottest thing I've ever experienced in my life. But that when you come out through the fire and you're tested, you it prepares you for the other fires that's coming. So I just I wanted to know, did you have that feeling when you um after you came out through the fire? Now in retrospect, when you're looking back, can you say, hmm, probably that that was a blessing in disguise? Absolutely. It definitely was because, you know, <clears throat> when you go through, you know, trials and tribulations like that. You know, you don't, like you said, you're in the, in the heat of the situation and you don't really see the blessing or you don't see that blessing uh, uh, right then and there. You know, you, you recognize it, the here and now, the struggle, it was real, you know, and, and it was a circumstance that say either you're going to, you know, um, fly, get up and fly or get up and run from this and, and, and do something positive. Or you're gonna stay here and wallow in the in the muck, and 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 you know allow this circumstance to, you know, consume you. 
You know, it, you, you yeah. know, you can't, you can't, um, it, it was temporary, you know, it didn't feel like it was temporary. But it was definitely <laughs> temporary. You know, I had my eyes, my vision, my, my hands, my feet, my legs, everything where I was a healthy young man, you know, and, 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 and a great strong mind. And, you know, it, it you know, the, 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 the old song said, weeping may endure for a night, but joy, joy will come in the come morning, on. you know? Yep. So I knew the joy was going to come in the morning, but I didn't know what morning, you know? And so <laughs> that's the hard part. <laughs> that's the hard part. So it's like, you know, you got to really have faith and, 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 you know, walk by faith and not by sight and, and, and know that there's a higher power that, 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 that sits up high, but looks down low, you know, at those of us that are in the Valley, you know, and that higher power will bring us through, those struggles and those struggles are there to build your character and build who you will become for a purpose. You know, there's a reason, there's a purpose for you going through those struggles and, and there's a there's a there's a calling or a job specifically designed and, and meant for you. And and really I, I see it when in retrospect to help others. You know, when Correct. you understand that, you're really here to serve others to serve what God wants you to do. And so, you know, just like preachers are teachers and teachers are preachers, you know, people are called to the word. People are called, it's a calling to the pulpit. It's a calling to serve God in a capacity of a priest or a pastor or a rabbi or what have you, you know, just like it's a calling to be called to educate others as a teacher, you know? And so I looked at that experience as a, building block to who I would become years down the line for God, you know? And so it definitely was a blessing in disguise. And, uh, it was, it was the coming of it, of man for me. It was, you know, I became a, I don't want to say a self-made man in a sense, you know, it's like, um, it's so interesting because the pastor who helped my family get out of homelessness, uh, his name was Reverend Saul Williams. He had a son who's still living named Saul Stacy Williams. And that's the other uh, piece that I didn't mention. So when this pastor invited my son Bella and I to the church, not only did we meet the deacon who was a Morehouse graduate, but we also knew his son uh, was a, a student at Morehouse at that time in the okay. early 90s. Okay. And he has since become one of the world-renowned poets, performing artists, actor musician uh and 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 known all all around the world for his poetry his name is Saul Stacy Williams and mm. they call him Saul Williams so 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 being that the pastor's son was matriculating at Morehouse the deacon was a graduate of Morehouse we were like oh this is the only uh african american historically black college that specifically specializes in educating black men for leadership you know, and, and so there was no other school on the planet that said that in their mission statement that they were, you know, the a school to educate the African-American man or the black man for, for roles of leadership in the world. And we said and it's an all-male college right across the street now. It's all female Spelman Correct. College. That's, yep. So and, and so we were like, oh, man, we got to get there some way, somehow. And. The time that we spent sleeping in the van at 19, being homeless, we had to sleep in the van again when we got to Atlanta 
to go to Morehouse College because we didn't have all the money. And because we didn't have all the money, it took us a while for the financial aid office and, you know, the scholarship things to come together uh, so we can get into the dormitory. So we slept six weeks, or you know, uh, in a van mm. in Atlanta when we were still going to, you know, student, new student orientation and classes and everything, you know, as transfer students to Morehouse. So, so the experience being homeless for six months, almost a year, um, at 19 prepared us for sleeping in the van when we got to Atlanta <laughs> after transferring to go to Morehouse College. See what I'm saying? So, yep. And then we told them, we said, yo, we're not going back to Newburgh, New York until you give us a dorm key and we get that degree. And that's what ended up happening. We didn't, we, we, you know, they said, oh, these, these twin Harvey twins are, 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 are serious. They're not going back to Newburgh, New York until they do what they got to do here and get their degree. So we joined the Morehouse College Glee Club. We were on some talent scholarships and uh, we traveled all around the world with the Glee Club, you know, and uh, singing and, um, and so, yeah, man, you know, um, a lot of those, those, those things prepared me for who and what I am today. And, uh, it built character in me, you know? Yeah. Wow. Man, that's powerful, man. And, and a lot of things that I'm hearing in that is, and you, you kind of actually just started talking through it is that, you know, when you were homeless, I mean, a lot of people, when they get to that rock bottom point in life, um, you know, they stay there, you know, they stay there, they, 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 you know, sit there and remorse. They sit there and regret. They sit there and like, oh man, what about me? Woe is me. But you know, never through the story did I hear you say, yeah, you may have, you may have had some down moments. You know, you never may have had some times like, man, what, you know, when is that morning gonna come after all these, the, all this rain or all this 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 night? When is that morning gonna come? Where all this is gonna go away? But you kept working. You know, you kept working, and as you kept working, you kept moving forward. You know, opportunities indoors were open to you. People came into your life because you kept working. You didn't let your current circumstance determine how you were going to carry yourself every single day. And you just kept going at it. And I, I will guarantee you and everyone, well, I don't know if everyone knows it, but I'm going to let you know now that if you would have stopped at any moment and just said, Hey, you know what? I'm defined by my current situation. I'm going to be defined as a homeless person. I'm going to be defined by you know, just lack. I'm gonna be defined by all those things. You probably would have never seen the life that you see that you see now. But you guys didn't. Oh, yeah. You guys embraced who yeah. you were as men. You guys got. You were blessed to be able to. You know, you, you you give credit to the individuals that came into your life. But and if you didn't motivate, if you didn't weren't motivated to move, if you weren't motivated to be in certain certain areas, you would never met any of those men. You know, to bring Correct. you to those to those to those different levels. So, man, just. Kudos to you and your brother, man, for just having that 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 ethics in you and that character to never give up, you know, just to keep pushing on no matter what was presently um, going on in your life. Thank you for listening to the Success Journey Show. Please follow us on our social media on YouTube, Instagram and Facebook at the Success Journey Show. Also, check out our website at the Success Journey Show dot com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. I want to ask something. I, I don't know if you're finished, right? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I wanted to ask. I mean, so you keep, cut, you keep cutting me off today, man. You know, what I mean? <laughs> I'm just so excited. Go ahead, man. This go ahead. You, you know, this story is so exciting to me, man. In terms of, um, you know, 
now there's another avenue I want to, and, 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 you know, if somebody think like they say, if the shoes fit, wear it. Right. I want you to right. expound for a little bit how important it is for the church, especially the black church and the black community to be active than just saying that they're for the community and not doing. Just explain to, because with, the, with like Ricky's saying, you know, that um, those two gentlemen and his son came into your life, the deacon, the pastor, and the son came into your life, and yeah. yes, you had to be motivated, but they had to kind of you, and of course you took the motivation to move, but t- just expound on how important it is for a church to be active within their community. It's super important, you know, and, and you know, when you when you look at what's happening in the black community with the black churches, especially in your urban city settings, you know, like here in Newburgh, you know, a lot of the churches, you know, are empty, you know, and, 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 you know, and especially they're empty from the young people. Mm, one of the, one of, one of the great things that, that, you know, my twin brother and I added to this experience with the, with the church at that time, Baptist Temple Church was, we were young teenagers. We were 19 year old. So we were, we were, you know, teenagers going into our twenties and, you know, very vibrant, very forward thinking, very progressive. And we were really literally and figuratively speaking, we were hungry. Yeah. You know, we, we were literally hungry and, and figuratively speaking, we were hungry for success. You know, once you hit rock bottom like that, you know, there's no way but up if you're going to make some moves, you Come know, on. if you're going to, so, so we were like, I'm telling you, once we realized that we were at rock bottom at our, at our teenage year, at the end of our teenage years, and we said, well, when we get into those college classes, we're going to stay up all night, two, two days, three days, four days with no sleep to be successful. But going back to the church, you know, they, they, they let us know, like, you know, um, they made us believers. The pastor made us believers. Like, you know, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So right. no matter what your ideals are, what your vision is, write it down, mm-hmm. you know, write your visions down, write what it is you want. And it was one of the other things that, you know, we don't, we don't, uh, have because we, we don't ask. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't ask for ask God for these things, then you won't have those things. Correct. You know, and and so having a vision and 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 asking, so so the church reached out to us and embraced us, and we gave that energy back to the church because now there was young people going into. They see these two twins in the church, and they were kind of you know famous from TV, and people knew who we were. Uh, all around the world, you know, and then they were like, oh man, something's going on with this church. And other young people began to join. Next thing you know, we got an entire youth department strong mm-hmm. and thriving. And then now we're taking, you know, the churches renting vans and taking us on college tours and bus trips to, mm-hmm. you know, museums and educational things. So it's very important for the church, getting back to your question, it's super important for the church members to get outside of the church house and, and and actively engage with the people, man, is so important. Yeah. Mm. How many more stories have been missed because there was no engagement? Or, you know, it's just 
wow, you know, because your story could have been totally different. I'm, I'm looking at on like on the both sides, man. Your story could have been totally different if that pastor was more so um, not necessarily worried about what you guys were doing. Like, oh, okay, you guys, two young guys. Okay, yeah, all right, yeah, come on in. All right, if, if you want to do something in church, you can, but that's okay, you know. But he took the took the time to say, hey, you know, what? I'm going to sign a mentor to you. I want to make sure that someone's in your life. You know, I I know I don't have I can't do it. Be there 100, percent but I know someone that can do that commit that time to you. So I'm going to tie them into you. Yeah. I'm going to introduce you to my son. He's already there. Um, and it opened up a whole new world for you guys. But I want to ask you this. I want to ask you this. You know, you guys have seen a level of success growing up. You know, you've been exposed to a lot of different things. Uh, was, yeah. was college even on your mind? Well, college was on our mind, but we didn't think we were college material because we had a guidance counselor, I'll never forget, who, who said, you know, looking at your transcripts and looking at, you know, how you've done in high school, you know, college, you're not college material. Mm. You should be looking <laughs> into the military or you should look into a trade school. Mm. And I'll be honest with you, I, I believe them. I believe <laughs> the white guy. You know, he. I thought he was a professional. He knew what he was talking about. My parents never went to college. My older siblings never went to college. So it was easy to convince me, you know, as a guidance counselor, that I was not college material because nobody in my family stepped a foot on a college campus. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And so I was like, yo, he was right. Yeah. The only <laughs> problem was when I went to, to the Army recruiter, and he and I took my ASVAB test. I did pretty good on the ASVAB test. You know, uh, he interviewed me, the recruiter uh, for the Army recruited. Um, he interviewed me, he asked me, you know, did I have ever have any illness, certain illness or whatever? And uh, I said, well, you know, I grew up with asthma. And he looked <laughs> at me and he said, I'm going to act like you didn't see that. <laughs> 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 and I said, well, I've had asthma. Since I was like 10 years old, you know, and I still kind of have it. I haven't had an asthma attack in a few years, but, you know, uh, the last asthma attack I had at like 16. Now, at that time, I was, you know, 18, 19. And, um, you know, I was looking at options in the military. And uh, when he looked at me and said, I'm going to act like you didn't say that in this interview, I knew right then and there. He would like pass me into whatever and then go to basic training. Next thing I know, if there's a chemical <laughs> warfare, I'm in trouble. <laughs> or I go chemical into an warfare. environment where, where the, the, there's a drastic change in the temperature, like in the in the in the, yep. in the Middle East, yep. where you yep. know it's hot, extreme heat in the in the day, and then really really cold, cool. Yeah, yo, man, that was so throw me into everything. And I said, these, these guys don't really care about me, so Army wasn't an option, you know, so I was looking to go to work, you know, do what my parents had done, work hard in, in some sort of factory or something. Anyway, so when when we sat with the pastor and the mentor and uh, I said to them, I said, well, my guy in South High School said, me and my brother are not college material. And, and the pastor's uh, slick response was, take out a sheet of paper and a pen. Mm. And we did. And he gave us a book list. He said, while we work on getting you guys college applications and filling them out and y'all doing those essays, here's your book list. 
And he was like, autobiography of Malcolm X, autobiography of, of uh, um, uh, um, what was it? Uh, Malcolm X, Frederick Douglass. And then he said, uh, um, and he gave us, he said, Soul on Ice, Elgin Cleaver, Tyree Thomas's Down These Mean Streets. And so the pastor gave us a book list of like 10 books to read. And he said, between now and next year, when you start college, you're going to get college material. You're going to become college material. Read these books. Mm. Mm. And that's what we did. We went home. We knocked down the autobiography of Malcolm X, knocked down, you know, the uh, autobiography of, uh, I believe it was, um, 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 Malcolm X, uh, Freddie Douglas, and um, Elgin Cleaver, you know, and uh, Soul on Ice, and Polly Thomas is down these new streets. Oh, then Alice Walker, Women Class and Race. So he gave us like a whole book list. Mm-hmm. And those are just some of the, the titles that uh, we had to go go on home and read, get from the library. Now, there was no Barnes and Nobles. There nah, was no nah, internet nah. at that time. Nah. There was no Google. Nah. You know what I'm saying? Good old public <laughs> library. Good old public library. In the library, you had to go into the stack. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You had to go to car catalog. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh man. And, you know, and we had to, and we had to write some summaries for him. Mm-hmm. You know, write synopsis of what these books. You know, were some of the main ideas, some of the main things. You know, and so we're actively reading, man. And and then that summer, uh, we had to get interviews for the HEOP program because at that time. They'd have like a hundred people applying for these nineteen slots for the HLP program, mm-hmm. higher space opportunity program. So one of the interviews, uh, the director of that program at Mount St. Mary College said, you know, why would I take you in? Why would I accept you into this program? Because, you know, the books are free, your college tuition is free, your room and board is paid for. You, you know, you didn't have to take out any loans back then if you got into the HELP program. So for the private schools in New York, you you, you know, it's called HELP. Mm-hmm. For the SUNY schools in New York, it's EOP, yep, yep, right? Yep. And okay. so this, this was a program that started in the 80s for inner-city youth that were first-generation college students. And it still exists, but now they only take, like, six or eight in every every summer. Um mm. Every school, you know, summer, because you got to do uh, four to six weeks over the summer mm-hmm. at the college before you become a freshman yeah. in the fall, you know. Yeah. Um, and so uh, back then they took 19 in every summer, mm-hmm. you know. And my brother and I applied and got in in 1992, but now it's only taking six or eight in every summer, you know. So they, with the state, and that's a New York State program. So anyway, um Everything she said. Well, what, what makes me think you deserving of this opportunity? I said, well, because I was homeless for six months, six to eight months. I said, if you give me this opportunity, I won't even sleep. I'm not going to bed at night. I'm I'm studying through the night. While everybody else sleep, I'm reading and studying. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me and she said, "Are you serious?" And I said, "I guarantee you, Dean's list every semester." Mm. And that's what I did. <laughs> oh, wow. yeah. 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 So when yeah. it, when it got time after you know hitting visas for four semesters in a row, we had already studied in London, England for free uh, abroad at Penn Valley University. 
You know, I have mm. paid internships in the summer at West Point, United States Military Academy at West oh, Point. And that's a high, highly regarded um, okay. uh, um, institution yeah. right there, mm-hmm. West Point. Yeah, yeah, at West Point. Yeah, I worked in the uh, civilian personnel office. And then they made my brother and I uh, uh, RAs, resident assistants as well. And so, you know, after two years at Mount St. Mary College, everything was paid for. We wouldn't have no student loan, no student debt. Mm. at Mount St. Mary College had we graduated in uh, 96, from 92 to 96. But we decided in 94 to transfer to Morehouse because of Morehouse College's prestige, you know, its mission statement, you know, um, making African-American men leaders. Uh, And and so um, we decided to go there. And we struggled with paying for college and everything like that, student loans and all that. but it was well worth it because, you know, we were we were in the incubator, man. It was like it was like a <laughs> unique. It can't even articulate how more. Mm. Yeah, like Morehouse is like, man, I and mean, you you you're on a college campus with black men from the Caribbean islands, black men from West Africa, South Africa, brothers from Detroit, California, Brooklyn, dudes from Queens, dudes from Long Island. You got dudes from you know, Minnesota, black men from all over the world on this one campus. And these guys are guys who are top, top, you know, grade of their high school. These guys are coming from boarding schools, you know, like some of these dudes went to like, you know, Hanover boarding school, Blair, and you know, Westminster boarding schools, you know, these dudes, some of them coming out of uh, Bronx science high school, which, you know, which is like hard to get into in New York City. Some dudes from Brooklyn Tech, you know, it's amazing. They're coming from, you know, and these guys are competing. So when when we're staying up all night burning the midnight oil at Mount St. Mary College, hitting these lists, you get to Morehouse, everybody's doing that. All the couple getting it. You know, like, yeah. whoa, like all the study lounges at night at two in the morning are filled because dudes is studying all through the night you know at Morehouse and it was like wow it was a different a different vibe I mean you know uh, you think about Martin Luther King Jr. graduated in 1948 Spike Lee Sam Jackson you know Maynard Jackson the first black mayor of Atlanta uh, was a Morehouse man you know Lerone Bennett historian you know all these guys who come through Morehouse College are world-renowned, you know. Um, the first Rhodes Scholar of all the historically black college was Nemo Warfield from Plainfield, New Jersey. He was he, class of 1994. He graduated with Saul Williams, you know, in 1994 from Morehouse. He's the first first Rhodes Scholar of all the historically black colleges, Nemo Warfield, you know. Mm. Um, so, you know, so now we, 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 you know, we go from projects, living in the projects in Poughkeepsie, being home, you know, dancing on MTV, doing TV commercials, being homeless, joined the church, two years at this uh, four-year Catholic school in, in Newburgh. Boom, now we're in Morehouse and we're rubbing elbows with some of the best minds in America among African-American men, you know? Man, that's amazing. Wow, man. this is, that's, that's, that's amazing. amazing. And, and you know what I, I want to do? I want to, I want to give you a chance also to um, elaborate because you know, we've been we've been looking you up and looking at some of the stuff you've been doing as mayor, and yeah. and we see that you're you took that what that pastor 
what what the pastor said um and did of not just being somebody that talked about talk about it but somebody that's about it so i just want you to yeah. put in some of the, the different programs and some of the different things you've been doing in newburgh while you've been um mayor okay sure uh so one of the things that i you know committed to doing is is uh being a voice for the the people that live below the poverty line in our city you know the people that live in substandard housing so we we have a very aggressive uh revitalization plan that we've uh formulated uh, since i've been a mayor um we, we've done full thorough analysis on our, our city codes department and we're beefing up our codes department holding landlords and um, investors that um, have tenants that live in unsanitary, unsafe conditions, right? We've been holding them accountable, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I, I've, you know, um, made significant inroads with changes on on that on that side. You know, we we like landlords that are doing the right thing by their tenants, but then we cracking down on slumlords. You know, yeah. we've also we've also cleaned up city hall. We had a city manager that was absentee and was robbing the city. You know, since I became a uh, city councilman and mayor, we've had to get rid of two comptrollers. One was stealing, literally stealing, and was pro uh, criminally prosecuted. And the other one was uh, incompetent. So we've cleaned up City Hall. We also have done some significant uh, inroads on, on infrastructure. Um, we found $3.6 million for road repavement and mm -hmm. And, and uh, redoing our curbs with ADA compliance, which is a federal um, requirement, having ADA compliant curbs, which is the American Disabilities Act, mm -hmm. making sure that we got ramps and 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 um, entry points for our curbs for those that are disabled. So we've done that, and um, we've also gotten crime down 56 percent in the city. Newburgh oh, has wow. the highest crime rate in the state of New York per capita. Mm. For years, yeah, I know that. Okay? <laughs> we were known, yeah, we were named the, the murder capital mm -hmm. in the state, and we were on the top five of the top ten in the nation of cities uh, for murder. Um, so I uh, was very instrumental in and in, in, um, creating a comprehensive video surveillance program in the city of Newburgh to get that crime down. We also uh, researched and found out that Newark, New Jersey had a, a technology called the Shop Spotter, uh, which costs a couple hundred thousand dollars a year to have. And we were able to acquire that so that if a gun goes off in our four square miles within our city, uh, within seconds, uh, that, that, that firearm sound will uh, go into the sensors that's been placed on buildings throughout the city mm -hmm. and to a computer database. And we can deploy officers within seconds to where that shot, mm, that gunshot wow. went off within seconds, wow. uh, depending on where those uh, patrolmen are mm. in our city. And so with that, those two programs, in addition to working on the police and community relationships, where police are doing pop-up barbecues in the spring and the summer, we got a lot of guys on the foot patrol, we got guys on bike patrol. So we've been able to improve the police and community relationships so that crime also can go down. And uh, with that being said, we got people flying, coming into Newburgh, buying up property, um, revitalizing and uh, remediating abandoned buildings, um, 
we won several federal and state grants to um, get rid of urban blight and the abandoned buildings that have been like this for decades in the city. Uh, and we have a thriving waterfront <clears throat> where we have several restaurants and, mm -hmm. and uh, pubs at our waterfront. Uh, beautiful. Uh, and uh, we've, we've spurred business investments and business investors. So we've done a lot, man. We've done a lot in, 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 in the city. And I've only been a mayor for about a year and a half. Wow. And, um, yeah, we've made some significant inroads. And, and, and now people are coming in to yeah. invest in our city. Now we've got businesses coming in for jobs. We also uh, have new homeowners. And, and um, the market, the housing market has turned. We, we're seeing property values going up twenty, forty, and fifty thousand uh, mm. dollars since the housing crisis in two thousand nine. So wow! So you you say you, uh, you guys dropped crime at sixty six percent? You guys <laughs> yeah. you, you guys say you dropped crime sixty six percent? Yes, sir. Wow! Awesome! Wow! That yeah, is huge. I, I, yeah, I'll tell you um, before you jump into that. Rick, um, I was a cab driver. In New York, uh, in Poughkeepsie, so I used to go across to Newburgh, and I know all about the 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 turmoil turmoil that used to happen over there in Newburgh and Poughkeepsie and Kingston. So, uh, yes. uh, your know, kudos to you for even um um getting it down that far for real. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man, and I'm the first black male mayor, right? Because we had a, the first black uh, mayor in the state of New York. Um, was my predecessor, uh, Audrey Carey. Mm. She's the first black mayor uh, in the state of New York. Wow. Uh, I'm sorry, first black female mayor in the state of New York. Mm -hmm. And um, and uh, so I'm the first African-American man to serve. Now, we had an African-American man prior to me who won the election, but he had a massive heart attack when he was being sworn in. Wow. Mm. Yeah, his name was Tyrone Crabb. So Tyrone Crabb would have been the first African-American man to serve as mayor, uh, God rest his soul, but with the exception of when he got elected um, in his swearing-in ceremony, he had a massive heart attack and died. So he never physically actually served. So I'm technically the first African-American male to serve as mayor in the city of Newburgh. So we made some history here. Mm. So when you look around in, in, in Newburgh and just at your area there, um, even you may even go back to Poughkeepsie every now and again, or just the area in itself. And you remember your story and what you and your you know brother went through and your family and everything. When you look at the, the youth of today, man, what is your message to them? My message is, you know, crime don't pay. You know, um, slinging rocks on on city corner blocks like amethyst rocks. <laughs> it ain't <laughs> worth it, bro. Nope. It's not worth it. it ain't worth it. You know, no, it's and, not. And the best thing to do is figure out what your passion is. Figure out how to become educated in that area or field, and 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 and, and, and you know, and live a honest life, man, because. You know, crime don't pay, man. You got all this technology, you got cameras, you got the internet, you got all these social media outlets. 
you know, um, and, 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 you know, uh, hustling and, and doing all that, it, 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 that life, it doesn't work. It don't pan out, you know? And so I, my message to the young people is find out what you, what you're passionate about, whatever that is, man, if it's working with your hands, if it's teaching, preaching, if it's, if it's, you know, dealing with numbers, you know, um, whatever that passion is, you got to figure out how to find that blueprint to that, to that field or that career field, you know, um, and, and, and just, you know, consume yourself with that, you know, yeah. and they just said a 10,000 hour rule, yeah, you know, yeah. you, if you spend 10,000 hours on anything, you become a master at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and that's what Kobe Bryant did with basketball. Correct. You know that he, you know, just ten thousand, ten thousand hours in the gym doing basketball. You know, uh, it, it, whether it's plumbing, whether it's becoming an electrician. In fact, the fastest growing industry right now is cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. You know, my and daughter you no is degree in a, for in a, a, a tech program. Yeah, she's studying cybersecurity and networking. Yeah, you know, yep. and she's in the tenth grade. My youngest, my youngest child, she's fifteen. She's in the tenth grade. She's in a program where she will get a high school diploma and a two-year degree, uh, associate's degree in cybersecurity, yep. um, and and for free. And that's the fastest growing industry, which is computer science. Because listen, look what happened in 2016 with the presidential election. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, with with so-called Russia. You know, hacking into Hillary Clinton's emails. Look at what mm-hmm. what 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 what's happening now with with all these banks and these. You know, you got banks, you got school districts, and even city municipalities being hacked. You know, being hacked where their 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 um, servers and their and their network is being uh, compromised. You yeah. know, by hackers from China and from from Russia and in Japan. And so, you know, cybersecurity is the biggest and the fastest uh, growing industry in the whole world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And it's going to keep growing because that's the direction so, our world is going. Yeah. So finding careers like that, you know, they're paying 65, 75 and a hundred thousand dollars, you know, to start, Yep. So, you know, without a degree. Right. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's my thing to young people. You know, yeah. find your passion, which will lead you to your purpose. And then, you know, you got to put 10,000 hours in on that, whatever that is. Uh, love it. Love it. Love it. Hey, why don't you, if you can, uh, if anyone wants to reach out to you, um, just wants to, to find more information about you, hear more about your story. Uh, is there a website, email address yeah. that they can go to to contact you? Definitely. Yeah, man. Um, my, my personal website is torrenceharvey.com. You know, a lot of my stories on that, that website, torrenceharvey.com. Um, you know, you can also Google me, you know, uh, Torrance, Mayor Torrance Harvey, city of Newburgh. You know, I have, uh, um, my city hall, um, and you know, our city government website and, 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 you know, you get your email there. Also, um, now that I'm running for re-election, you know, it's uh, Torrance Harvey for mayor.org, you know. So, yeah, man, you know, people can reach me in various different ways through City Hall, 
you know, via email, my website, email, personal website, my election uh, site, you know, um, I just tell people some, they'll just Google me, <laughs> you know, and, um, <laughs> you know, Mayor Torrance Harvey, man, I really appreciate you guys giving me a platform to, you know, uh, communicate my journey and, and, and my success, you know, yeah. with, uh, with the world, man, because yeah. a lot of these stories are untold, man. You know, we, we, what we call unsung heroes. We always hear mm-hmm. about the Michael Jordans. We always hear about the LeBron James, you know, we glorify these, these athletes, which I love sports. Don't get me wrong. I love my athletes. I, I'm a big fan of LeBron. I'm a big fan of Jordan, Kobe Bryant, you know, um, um, you know, Colin, Colin uh, Kaepernick, Jay-Z, you know, we, we, it's so funny how we, um, idolize, analyze and idolize, you know, these celebrities, you know, but you got unsung heroes in your small communities all throughout the United States and throughout the world. And you yeah. guys providing platforms for us to articulate our journey and our success, our struggles and our successes, you know, I'm a teacher as well. I teach history, you know, I'm a history teacher, you know? Um, so we, we, we glorify the athletes. We glorify the, the big movie stars. We glorify, you know, the rappers and the singers and all these entertainers. But what about the teachers that teach high school and middle Correct. school and ele- elementary yeah. school every day? You know, yep. I, at my, I just had a, um, a, a mayor's charity gala. Uh, two weeks ago, right? And I was trying to think about who am I going to honor at this charity ball, the mayor's charity ball. And I said, you know what? My fourth grade teacher, I got to find her because my fourth grade teacher, Mrs. McCormick, was my first African-American teacher in the fourth grade. And, uh, you know, like full teacher, because I had an African-American gym teacher named Mr. Murphy. Bob Murphy was my first black male role model and teacher. He was a gym teacher. But my first, you know, content teacher was Mrs. McCormick, and she was my fourth grade teacher. And let me tell you, she made us learn all 50 states alphabetically. She made us learn all the presidents from George Washington, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, James Monroe, which is the first five. And we had to learn all of them, all the way up to Ronald Reagan, which was 1980, um, in their in the order that they served. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So she she created a thirst in me for learning history and learning government and how the government's organized and so on and so forth. Everybody that's famous, I don't care if they're an athlete, a rapper, an entertainer, a TV show host, if they're a, a movie star, every famous person we know was inspired by a teacher Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and those are the unsung heroes man i don't care if you are denzel washington it might have been an acting teacher or elementary school teacher you know it's somebody all those famous people that we glorify that have millions of dollars and they're you know celebrities and so on and so forth in our nation they all were inspired by a teacher, man. So we need to really look at that and, 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 and readjust our cultural values in our country, you know, and, and, and look at the teachers that inspire the young people every day, Monday through Friday, man. 
Yeah, mm, absolutely. I love absolutely. it. Um, Rick, yeah. before before we get out of here, uh, Torrance, I'm telling you, inspirational story, and you're absolutely right that people need to hear about those unsung heroes or the people that that's really doing it. And I know we as uh, Americans, we like to focus more on the big government, but I'm telling people in the local areas, yeah. your local your local constituents and, and, and you got you got the local um government is what makes that um that area and they that's definitely right. impact the people that's there so people if you're hearing this i don't know where you are if you're in the newburgh area if you're in the new york area if you gotta go go and vote um for torrents uh when it's re-election time because this brother is doing some good and great things and i'm not just saying it because he's on our show he's coming highly recommended from somebody that's never been on our show donovan <laughs> yeah man grew up with donovan genius <laughs> <laughs> but he's came highly rec- highly recommended so i just wanted to put that plug in there for the for the local government yeah. and how, how powerful they are yeah november Love 5th it. november 5th is the election day in new york state and there's early voting October 26th. October 26th and November 3rd is early voting. And you should be able to go somewhere in your municipality and vote early. And then November 5th is the official general election uh, date for New York State. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, you guys, man, Torrance, want to thank you so much for even being willing to come on the show and just share your journey. Um, I know so many people got so much from your story. And um, I'm quite sure there are some young younger people that are going to be inspired when they hear this go live across the world yes, about sir. when you start starting off on a journey where you're exposed to a lot of great things, going to a, a really, really rough patch where uncertainty, not knowing what's going to happen the next day to rebounding from that man and now sitting as mayor of the city that pretty much brought life back to you. And man, we just really want Thank, Thank you, you so much. Appreciate there's, you for all that you're doing. Thank you. There's one more thing I gotta say, man. Go if ahead, I, man. Yeah. Yep. I knew God, you know, was moving in my life after all those things we just talked about. When in 1996, my twin brother and I, singing with the Morehouse College Glee Club, sang at the Rock Monorail Theater. And Moscow, we sang the Ave Maria mm. with 60 mm. brothers, 60 black men in the Morehouse College Glee Club. Shout out to Dr. David Marl, who's still the director of the Morehouse College Glee Club. We sang at the Rock Monorail Theater in Moscow in the summer of 1996 and, and toured Russia along the Volga River singing, uh, you know, um, with the Morehouse College Glee Club. And that summer, we flew back to Atlanta in 96 and sang in the opening closing ceremonies of the World Olympics, which were in Atlanta. Oh, yes, that was yeah, big, that's too. Right, that's right. That was big, man. And, and we sang with Stevie Wonder, Gloria Estevan, and Trisha Yearwood. And and to, 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 to have a summer like that before my senior year mm-hmm. at Morehouse, let me know that God, that there's a, a powerful, you know, uh, entity, you know, in the universe, whether you call him God, mm. Jesus, Yahweh, Allah, yeah. Buddha, whatever, you know, there was a powerful, you know, uh, entity in the universe that moves beyond us humans. And for me to sing at the Rachmaninoff Theater in yeah. Moscow in that same summer, singing in front of 85,000 people in Olympic Park, 
and then millions watching live worldwide with Stevie Wonder. That like, yo, man, that 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 you can't you can't make that up, man. You know, kid coming no. from the Kipsey Project, Chalky Project, and the Kipsey homelessness, and then the same three weeks in Russia, and then that same summer singing an opening closing ceremonies of the Olympics in Atlanta, Georgia. Man, that was and then you can go to YouTube and see at least the Morehouse Good Club we were singing with uh Gloria Estevan. That I could find that clip on YouTube, you know, and she singing yeah, Reach. Like, yeah. yo, man, to do that in one summer, man, it's like, yo, man, I I, I just felt like I knew anything was possible in this life, as long as you could envision it and long as you could, you know, put put the work in and anything's possible, guys. Travelers, we are come to the end of another show. We want to thank Torrance Harvey for giving up his time and to share in his life journey. And we want to say that we will be back next week at the same time, at the same place on the Success Journey Show. All right, everyone, have a good one. Peace. Uh, one love. Right. One love. You've been listening to the Success Journey Show, where your dreams, drive, determination, and diligence are the foundation to success. For more information, check out thesuccessjourneyshow.com. The Journey Squad is here helping you to your destination.